Welcome back to the program. I'm Rabina Ahmed Huck, and this is On Point. I will be your host for most of the week today, Tuesday and Wednesday. I really hope you'll join me 7 to 10 p.m. right here on the station where we break down all the big news stories of the day and uh, talk about what's happening and what is really impacting our lives uh, as Canadians, as Torontonians, as Ontarians. Today, of course, the overwhelming story has been about the education workers a strike and how uh, kids will be back in school tomorrow. So that's good news. But those negotiations are ongoing and we will be continuing to follow them to see uh, what that reveals, what those negotiations reveal. Uh, I want to talk about a story that I'm uh, familiar with, uh, well, at least the subject I'm familiar with is personal finance. Um, we're, you know, in a situation now with inflation, higher interest rates, a higher cost of living, uh, that where people feel as if it, it's impossible to do things that their parents would have been able to do. Uh, I know my parents in 1978, I think it is, bought a home in Scarborough for $80,000. They still live in that same house. They don't want to leave. And I can understand why, because if anywhere you want to go, it's going to be a lot more expensive than $80,000. But there is now um, stats that show that life is getting more expensive for Canadians and that compared to the 1980s, we are financially worse off. And what does that mean for us going forward? Is that is that just the pressures of a world-class city or is that something that is going to drive more people into poverty um, and make it impossible for some to have all those basic things that uh, we dream about, you know, when we become adults, buy a home, raise a family, do all those things if that is what you wish to do, but maybe financially impossible. Uh, I want to welcome our guest. Uh, she is Bonnie Jean McDonald, Director of Financial Security and Research at the National Institute of Aging at Toronto Metropolitan University. Bonnie, welcome to the program. Hi, Ravina. Nice to be here. Yeah, thank you so much. I know that your specialty is on uh, older Canadians um, and the situation for older Canadians. So let's start by talking about that. You know, what for someone who was a senior in the early 1980s compared to a senior now in 2022, financially, on average, what's the difference in the way that they're living their lives? Right. I mean, it's interesting because, you know, whether or not you're a working Canadian today or an older Canadian, I mean, we're all connected to each other because we're, we're families. We all have older people in our lives. So it really does affect us as an entire population. Um, as hard as it is for working Canadians, the one thing that we have while we're working is we have the opportunity to go back, make more money in case of high inflation. And although right now the wages aren't keeping up with inflation, they should over time. Like, And also you can stay invested in the equity market. So there's some hedges that as a worker you, you do have. Now, this is something that older Canadians don't quite have the same type of hedging. So, of course, as you said, older Canadians tend to have had a better go at it during the 80s with you know higher returns, but also a lot higher uh, interest rates as well. But now that they're moving into retirement, um, the one thing that people kind of don't always appreciate when they're in retirement until they're well into retirement is that cumulative impact of inflation. So when we get this kind of runaway inflation, the difference between someone in retirement and somebody who's working is that someone in retirement clearly doesn't have that option to go back to work, make up more money. They usually can't get personal loans. Um, that's not to say there's really good protective features in our system, like the Canada Pension Plan, Old Age Security. These are programs that do keep up with inflation, although there's a little bit of a lag, which could hurt, mm -hmm. you know, right now, especially with high, high inflation. However, over time, you know, people can generally adjust. Um, but however, you know, people in retirement, they only get about up to about around $20,000 from these kind of public pensions, and the rest is made up 
through their own savings. So people who are, you know, have money invested in fixed, fixed interest interest uh, instruments or who are receiving a pension plan benefit from their employer if they're one of the lucky few, those benefits don't move with inflation. So, you know, one year, two year, three years, you can usually adjust to the spending, but people are in retirement for 30, 40 years. The inflation mm-hmm. really does take quite a hit on people's uh, living standards over that kind of time frame. And you bring up two really good points, Bonnie. One is that uh, there's fewer and fewer workplace pensions that people are retiring with. Uh, when when CPP and OAS was first created, it was called a sweetener. So it was a sweetener on top of the workplace pension that you were expected to get when you retired. It was not considered to be the only money that you would have in uh, in retirement. And uh, you can't uh, you, we can't um, not look at the fact that we are living longer. Uh, our age our expect age expectancy has gone up. Uh, in the last in the last 40, 50 years, we're living longer, which means and we're living healthier in some cases. And that means uh, we need more money uh, to, 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 to actually survive in retirement. Uh, what's your what's your um, advice to anybody who is worried about their ability to, to afford life when when they do retire? Yeah, so it's interesting. So, you know, as I say, as you're working, you have this kind of hedge where you can you know, you get, you have uh, your wages aren't uh, sorry. You you don't make as much money at your job, or your investments aren't doing as well. So you can actually usually work more. So that's the option. That's the hedge people usually have when they go into retirement. You kind of lose that hedge. And as you said, the price of retirement is actually going up because people are living longer. Um, but the hedge that traditionally people had in Canada was their family. So people would live longer. But what we saw in the data, which was interesting, is that people would spend less as they got older. And people assumed, oh, that's because people need less money. Well, that's not true at all. What I found in the research at the National Institute on Aging is that the reason why people are spending less as they get older is because they have health conditions. But getting the care for those health conditions don't, doesn't come for free. And what we found was 75% of all the hours of care that's done for seniors in Canada, and this is really historical around the world, it's just done by the family. So suddenly you don't, if you don't have, um, so the baby boomers are not only the biggest generation in history, they're the first to have the longest life expectancy, they're also the first to have relatively few children in all of history. So now Mm -hmm. they don't have that hedge anymore. They don't have that kind of support system. So as they get older, um, they're going to have to pay out of pocket for these costs of care. So what we're going to start seeing is people actually will have higher costs as they get older, not lower. And again, inflation will really take its toll because if the cost of labor goes up in the past, you know, if your daughter was taking care of you, it didn't matter what inflation was because she was going to do it anyway. Now, if if you're now going to hire somebody to do that work and their wages are going up 10% a year, and it may well happen because labor costs, especially for personal support workers, is going up way faster than the rest of the population suddenly they're going to be really feeling the the effects of inflation more than anyone else. Uh, Canadians are working later and later into life for the reasons we've been discussing. Uh, we're, we're living longer and healthier past 65. Um, it's been discussed so many times to raise the the, the, the age of retirement. Uh, 67 was the year that was, uh, was, was, a, 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 was um, uh, proposed at some point. Uh, do you think that that would be an effective way? So those who can work to encourage them to continue to work longer. I know there's also an option where you can take CPP later. So you get a bigger 
CPP payments, but later in life. Should we be doing more of that, encouraging those, like you said, those who can stay in the workforce to continue so that it continues to support those who have no other choice but to uh, get health care, their health, health taken care of? Yeah, I think it's interesting because, as I said, the baby boomers are kind of in this, we have more people getting ready to retire than ever in Canadian history. We have the biggest block of people uh, going into retirement. So if, if the government tries to move those ages around, we will see protests in the street. People get very protective of the benefits that they, they've been promised. That makes sense. However, for their own good, they really need to be understanding the way the system works. And if they understood the fact that long-term care is not a part of the Canadian Health Act, they will not necessarily get those support systems as they get older. Um, old age security, again, this is not like Seek Canada Pension Plan where there's a special fund. It's, it just pay as you go. It, it could change. Those benefits could be retracted. I think if Canadians themselves were a little bit more aware of, of um, the way that the demographics are really going to blow the budgets of the, especially the provincial governments as well as the federal governments, they themselves would want to work longer. They would want to kind of put off their benefits longer so that they can just um, again, have more money and also have to finance a shorter period of time. Uh, that is definitely the, the biggest solution, not just in Canada, but really around the world is, is really supporting and encouraging and I guess nudging people to work longer. Some countries are doing it uh, a little bit more forcefully by moving the ages of retirement eligibility. Um, other countries are, are just doing other things within the, the labor markets to just helping keep people in the market as long as possible. Mm-hmm. Of course, a lot of people retire not because they want to, but because they have to. Their health conditions mean that they have to, or they have to help a spouse with health conditions. And, you know, in those cases, you know, people need to do what's best for them. However, for those people who have the health to, to kind of work longer, it is a very savvy decision when you start thinking through how long retirement can be and the costs that could be coming down the line for sure. Bonnie, thank you so much for joining us today on the program and talking about this really important matter. I appreciate it. My pleasure, Rubina. It was, uh, I'm really happy to be here. Thank you. Thank you. That was uh, Bonnie Jean McDonald. She's the Director of Financial Security Research uh, and the National Institute of Aging at Toronto Metropolitan University, uh, talking to us how much things have changed uh, for uh, uh, Canadian seniors, Canadians in general, about the cost of living and how it was much different in the 1980s compared to today in 2022 for all the reasons that we just talked about. I'm Rubina Ahmed-Huck, and this is On Point.